0: Good morning. It's so good to see all of you. Welcome to Pearlside Church. Welcome to those of you tuning in online and not tuning into the football game. Thank you very much. And welcome to those tuning in in also Theater 11. Let's give the worship team a round of applause. Right? Just such great servants, always doing a great job at ushering in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Each and every one of us has gifts and talents. Yes? Amen? I know you hear this almost every week. We all have gifts and talents, and I know, because we live Hawaii, everybody can sing, okay, or at least play an instrument, okay? And just coming from myself as a singer, there's something different when you give that gift back to God. There's something, it hits differently, right, when you give it back to God. There's just a joy that you are filled with and a gratification that fills you. So I encourage you, if you are not yet either on the worship team or serving in some kind of ministry, come see us outside. We want to help you get plugged in. It's important in our walk with Christ. Amen? Awesome. Well, Pastor Coach is out on the west side, not far west side, just the outskirts, West west side central. Thank you for clarity, Moku. He's out in Kapolei preaching the good news. He will be back on the pulpit and uh, Moku has online service this evening for Nanakuli. And Mililani also has their second gathering uh, this evening at Kipapa Elementary. Let's give God some praise. Right? That is just a great testimony that what? God is moving. God is moving. How many of us have friends or family that are not saved or don't know God? Right? All of us. All of us have. Maybe our neighbors, right? And that's why God is calling us as a church to go out there into the world and to make a difference. And to point people to Christ, allow the light of Christ to shine in us, but directly right through us. Thank you, God. Yesterday was a very special day as I got to take part in a first birthday celebration and a baby dedication. Bryson and Nadine Idika, who has been a part of Prosize Church Highlands and now also a part of our Mililani gathering, celebrated and dedicated their son, Josiah James Amoroso Idika, to the Lord. I think there's some pictures up there. It was such an awesome gathering, just getting friends and family together in the presence of the Lord. And you know, on top of it, all Bryson and they, so they weren't just celebrating the first birthday and, and the dedication. Bryson and Nadine actually planned their wedding and got married right at the, probably the highest point of, of the pandemic. Okay, and how many of us know that's, that's got to be challenged? We were challenged and we Some of us never got married right through the pandemic, but planning a wedding and getting married right through the pandemic, which was a great victory in itself. But on top of that, they also carried a baby and gave birth to a baby right through the pandemic. Amen. Not even a worldwide pandemic can stop the plans that God had for their lives. Right. Come on. God is always good. Right. Amen. If God said it, you better believe it. If God said it, you better believe it. So praise God for baby Josiah and the Edeka family. I'm sure experiencing two of life's greatest blessings of marriage and having a baby during the pandemic didn't come without what? Stress, anxiety, and some suffering and some trials, right? On top of it all, on top of those two things in the pandemic, baby Josiah had some health complications which put him in the ICU right after birth, Yeah. Such a time of trials for Bryson and Nadine, but as they continued to honor God through it all, the suffering they went through produced a perseverance to withstand anything standing in God's way for them. And that perseverance produced a character, a, a stronger, bolder, Christ-like character with the hope and faith to know that with God as their foundation, nothing can stop them and the plans and purpose that God has for them. So praise God as Josiah is a healthy baby boy, celebrated his first birthday. Um, with God, the Edekas came out victorious. Let's give God some praise in that story. Yeah? Amen. Amen. You know, the fact of the matter is that we live in a broken and fallen world. We say this every week. We do live in a broken and fallen world, but this is what Jesus says about that. This is John 16, On earth we will have trials and trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. On earth we will have trials and trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. See, the Bible says we will have trials and suffering. You guys got that? We will. As we walk with Christ, we will have trials. But we must take heart and know the truth that with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, these trials have already been overcome. The trials that we have gone through, the trials that we may be going through today, the suffering that may be hindering us and weighing us down that we are going through today has already been won through God. Claim victory over that in the name of Jesus, right? And that's what Bryson and Nadine did. This trouble we go through has already been won. And with God, we can claim victory. We continue on in our series, as Moku said, made for greatness. And we are talking about the life of David. Yes, it's Kavika. If you guys didn't know, Kavika is the Hawaiian word for David. David David, It's the David who killed the nine-foot giant Goliath. Okay? And through David's life, we have a great example of how following and being with God through the trial of persecution will result in victory. Okay? David was made for greatness, but made for greatness through persecution, which is the title of my message for you today, made through persecution. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. Bless this time, bless your, your message, and bless everyone here and tuning in online, Lord, that we may be open to hear and receive everything that you have for us, Lord, and help us, show us how we can apply it into our lives. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, and everyone says, amen. So we pick up the story of David right after he kills Goliath, the Philistine giant, in 1 Samuel eighteen six through 16. You can follow in your Bibles. In your Bible apps or follow along on screen. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6-16. through 16. So when the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and the timbrels and lyres. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought. But me with only thousands? What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. Another version says that Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the lyre as he usually did. Saul had a spear in his hand, and he hurled it, saying to himself, I'll pin David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but had departed from Saul. So he sent David away from him and gave him command over a thousand men, and David led the troops in their campaigns. In everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw, saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he led them in their campaigns or successes. So David killed the giant that everybody was scared of, okay, resulting in victory over the Philistines. Okay? And when they came back home, the ladies sang, right, David killed 10,000 and King Saul only thousands. Now, if you ask me, right, Credit was given where credit was due, right? If you ask me, credit was given where credit, because Saul didn't kill anybody. Right? Wouldn't you agree that the women singing that David killed more men than Saul was correct? But what it, But how, how did Saul respond? He was pissed, right? Saul was pissed. He didn't like that at all. Saul got all J okay, and started hating on Kavika. Okay? So Saul was very jealous of David, hater, But there's one important piece of this scripture that I want to point out, and it says that the Lord was, what, with David, but had left Saul. And this was ultimately why Saul hated on David. You see, the Lord was with David. David had the favor of God and was successful in all he did because of it. So as we enter in a relationship with God and as we walk with God, Just as David did, people will hate and become jealous. And this is my first point, that God's presence and favor in our lives comes with jealousy and hate from others. Okay, God's presence and favor in our lives comes with jealousy and hate from others. When you walk closely with God, His plans are to prosper you and to bring you success. Okay, You guys got that? When you walk closely with God, He's going to prosper you and bring you success. Now, how many of us know that when we experience joy, prosperity, success, there are people that are happy for us, right? When we experience these things, there are our friends around us, our family that, that rejoice with us and celebrate with us these times, right, in our life. But, but, there are also people who get jay. There are also people who get jealous, and that's just the world we live in, right? Broken and fallen. You know, as well as I do that, that, as well as I do that jealousy is a, I know that jealousy is a real thing in this world. Where does, where does jealousy come from? Okay, where does jealousy come from? Jealousy comes from comparing. Comparing ourselves to others or other people comparing themselves to us. Okay, how many of us been jealous of someone before? Good. Me and a couple people. Thank you. Everybody else, I can see your perfect halos. <laughs> I'm sure we've, if you don't want to admit it here, you can admit it in small group this coming week. Okay. I know we've all felt some kind of J. And, you know, we all wanted to be haters at some point in time in our lives. I know I have, you know, I want what they have. I want the life that they have. I want to smile like how they're smiling on IG. I want to go where they're going on IG and Facebook, right? That's why we got to limit our social media uh, viewing, okay? we got to limit those things, okay? So, you know, jealousy is a real thing. But when we are with God and God is with us, we can walk in this jealous, free life and walk in victory And success. But others will hate. Others will hate. Now, Saul's jealousy and hate was so strong that he tried to kill David, but couldn't, because why? Because the Lord was with him. Saul couldn't kill him, but sent him away and put him in charge of an army of over a thousand men. And with this army, David was always successful and defeated many armies. And he was able to do this because why? The Lord was Okay, there's a reason why I'm having us repeat this over and over again. right? The Lord was with David, okay, because David was with the Lord. As the story of David continues, his success continued. But throughout the story, Saul tried many, many times to look for and kill David, but he couldn't. David asked God the who's, the what's, the when's, the where's, the why's, and the how's before he acted and did anything. Before he stepped in his life, he asked God what he should do before he took matters into his own hands. And because he did that, God led him to safety every single time that Saul tried to search for him and find him to kill him. Okay, So that's so important that even for us in our lives, and it's something I'm I'm working on too in, in some areas of my life that I put God first before, before my own thinking and my own understanding to take this first step in life or the next step in life. Amen. Right? You see, God, God is the all-knowing God. He knows all things. Okay, He knows what's best for you and what's best for me. Right? So why not seek Him in all things? His way is better, His way is perfect. So together today, let's make a pact. Me and you let's make a pact today that let's stop trusting in our own understanding and ways, and let God give our direction. Let God determine our next steps in this life. Can we do that together? I know it's hard sometimes, but can we do that together? Right? Let God lead us. So later in the story, as David and his men were hiding from Saul in a cave, Saul entered the same cave to relieve himself. Okay, David had a chance to finally get back at Saul, lash out, revenge, and kill him. Che? Yes! Right? Brother Saul, let's go, Brother Saul. I mean, sorry, Brother Kavika. Let's go, Brother Kavika. You can kill Saul. Okay? David's men even egged him on and told him that, this is what David's men, his army, told him. He said, this is the day the Lord spoke of that he will give your enemy to you to deal with as you wish. So what did David do? He snuck up on Saul and cut a piece of his robe without him knowing. But then David's conscience kicked in, and this is what happened next. In 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 6-12, this is what happened next. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed king, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. Then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, My lord, the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, Why do you listen when men say, David is bent on harming you? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on my Lord because he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me. But my hand will not touch you. See, because the Lord was with David, he was convicted for cutting a piece of Saul's robe. Okay? And to honor the Lord, he held back his men from killing Saul because it was the wrong thing to do. Bro, this guy's been trying to kill you for what? Right? For nothing, bro. Right? Kavika. Again, that's David in Hawaiian if he didn't get it. Kaviks. But you never do nothing. Get him now. Lick him. Kill him. Okay, right? That's that's how we, we might have felt. Right? We we did nothing. He did nothing. And Saul was still trying to kill him. David knew God. He knew that God wouldn't want him to kill Saul. And this is my next point for us today: is honor the Lord and choose. It's a key word right there. Honor the Lord and choose to refrain from lashing out on those who persecute us. We must honor the Lord and do the right thing. As much as revenge feels like the right thing to do, I'm sorry, it is not. Okay. We have a choice to lash out and revenge or refrain and do what God wants you to do. Matthew 5 10 through 12 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. See, the Bible says, Blessed are you who are persecuted. It says to rejoice and be glad because why? Why? Because we have a great reward waiting for us in heaven. How hard is it to rejoice and be glad in the midst of persecution? Right? How hard is it to rejoice and be glad right in the middle of being treated unfairly? Right in the middle of someone hating on us? Right in the middle of someone trying to mess up our lives? Right? Imagine your haters trying to mess up your life and destroy you and you did nothing wrong. Imagine them throwing spears at you. Now we are supposed to rejoice and be glad in it? I'm trying to paint this picture because I know it's, it's hard, but yes, the answer is yes. The Bible is the truth and it says rejoice and be glad. And that's when we give the chi-hoo. That's when we chi-hoo. Okay? Not to kill someone who's wrongly accusing us and persecuting us, we chi who, for the Lord is good. When we focus on the fact that it's all about God's gift of eternal life and receiving a great reward in heaven, that's when we we can rejoice. That's when we can be glad, right? Did you catch that? When we focus on the fact, the truth of the matter, that it's all about God's gift of eternal life for me and for you, Right? And receiving a great reward in heaven. That's when we can chi hu. Honor the Lord and do the right thing. Honor the Lord and do the right thing, and you will surely be blessed. Okay, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Who wants to live a godly life? Me. I do. All of us, I hope. Okay? Right? If we want to live a godly life, the truth also is we will be persecuted. Persecuted. But persecution sucks, man. Right? Persecution sucks. Being treated unfairly and treated like doo-doo really stirs up some ungodly feelings inside. Right? Anger. Pissed off. Frustration. Sadness. You feel lost. You feel lonely. Right? These are the kind of feelings that stirs up when we get persecuted and treated bad and treated unfairly, right, it really weighs on us and it sucks. But there is a way out. There is a way out. Now, God doesn't allow us to go through something that he doesn't give us a way out of. God doesn't allow us to go through something that he doesn't give us a way out of. Okay? Because he loves us. He loves me and you right where we are. It doesn't matter what we did before doesn't matter what our life looks like to the world. It doesn't matter what our life looks like to that hater, right? It doesn't matter where we came from, what we do, what we might do tomorrow. God loves you and I the same, yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. My last point for you today is the way through persecution, okay? Persecution can be endured and conquered with forgiveness just as Christ forgave. Persecution can be endured and conquered with forgiveness, just as Christ forgave. Ah, lico, forgiveness again, right? Jesus was persecuted all the way to the cross, to to His death, okay? Jesus was always persecuted, but ultimately, He forgave everyone. He forgave every single one of those people, and everyone who spoke against the name of the Lord, everyone who beat and tortured him, everyone he forgave, which gave him the freedom to live the life that God gave him for the purpose of saving all of us. And each of us has a great purpose on earth. That's why God created you, for greatness, for a greater purpose, right? But it's through this perseverance and through choosing forgiveness, Right? That we can live in freedom. Okay? Freedom in this life that God gave us. And live out the purpose that God has given us. And that is the way through, is forgiveness. Colossians 3, 12-14 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, that's you and I, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. See, when we are being persecuted, when we got haters at work, right? When we got haters, sometimes in our family, right? The Bible says we must, what? Clothe ourselves with compassion. Clothe ourselves with kindness. Clothe ourselves with humility, gentleness, and patience. And we must choose to forgive. And then we have to put on love. See, God knows we are human. We're all human, right? Good. Because if you guys weren't human, I would have to change my message for aliens, I guess. But I'm glad we're all human. I'm just checking. But God knows we're human and He knows everything is a choice. He gave us that, that choice, right? Because He wants a, relation, a relationship with us. And He loves us so much that He gives us the right choice in His Word, the Bible. So we can choose to do what we feel or choose His way, the righteous and perfect way. I know it's hard when we're right smack dab in the middle of being persecuted and people trying to destroy us, right? It's hard to choose the righteous, the perfect way. And that's why we need to, as the Scripture says, put into action and clothe yourselves and put on love. Just as every day we wake up, right? What do we do? We have to choose what we're going to wear, right? We have to choose what we're going to wear. Okay? And when we choose what we're going to wear, we're going to clothe ourselves. And how do we clothe ourselves? We have to physically put it on. Right? We have to physically put it on. Right? And as we know the truth that we live in a broken and fallen world, when we wake up in the morning, it is very important for us to choose kindness, patience, right? gentleness, humility. Okay, choose forgiveness for that person at work that we're going to see soon and we see every day, right? We need to choose forgiveness and then literally put on love. We need to put on love. You guys got that? Just as we do with our clothes every single day. I know some people three, four times a day, women, right? (laughs) I'm just playing, I'm just playing. My, I, I live with four girls, and yeah, always, it's not, the clothes not even dirty, okay? But they just throw them in the hamper. I don't know. <laughs> I see you guys can all relate. We need to put on these things, okay? When we wake up in the morning because when, once we leave our doorstep, the world is broken and fallen, okay? But love conquers all. And as I said in the scripture earlier, through Jesus, everything has been overcome, And the victory is ours as we stay close and as we stay with God. Amen? So you ask, how do I put it on? We wake up. We say a prayer, God, I need you today. God, fill me with your love so I can love others. God, help me to forgive this person today. Right? I choose to forgive so-and-so today. That's it. Short prayers. That's what we choose to do when we get up even before you brush your teeth or after. It doesn't matter. As as long as you're ready for your day, right? Okay, that's the practical side of it. Fill me with love and forgiveness, Lord, right? Lord, today I choose to forgive. Yeah, and this is a daily thing. This is a daily thing that we must do. Saul kept trying to search for and kill David, which means David needed to, what, forgive Saul daily, more than once or twice. Which is what is needed to endure and conquer persecution. Bear with them, as the Bible says, and forgive. Oh, we got to bear with them, guys. we got to bear with them. Right? But with the power of Christ, we can. We can. With everything that He gives us in His Word, we can. So it's important to stay in God's Word. Right? You will experience freedom when we do. When you bear with them, love them, and forgive them. Experience Freedom and success, and you will be on God's path for your life to your God-given purpose, right? Who wants to live out their God-given purpose on this life, right? Sometimes we think where we're at today, at our, the job that we're at today, the place we're at today, the house we live in today, right, is all that we have. This is it. We're done. We're good, right? If you're still here today, if you're sitting here today, if you're still on earth God has something greater for you. Now God has something, and that is the fact of the matter. That is the truth: that God has something greater. And I encourage you: take a step deeper into relationship with God. Take a step deeper. Read one more scripture than you did yesterday. Right? Pray a little longer. Spend a little more time with God. That's all He wants. He just wants to. He just wants us to love Him as He loves us. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, you were made for greatness. Come on. We've been doing this for like seven weeks already. You were made for greatness. You all were made for greatness. That is the truth, man. You were made for greatness, and it's through persecution that God uses to shape and mold us that's going to make us great. I know we don't like shaping and molding. It feels a little uncomfortable, right? Sometimes, but if you focus on eternal life and the rewards in heaven, that shaping and molding is for a greater purpose. I I have a story I want to close with that involves my wife, Nikki. I did ask her for permission to use the story. Thank you, honey. Um, So I want to say it was about eight or nine years ago, she was a CSR, a customer service representative at First Hawaiian Bank. Now, she worked her way up the ranks at First Hawaiian Bank. She started from an on-call relief teller, Um, And now she was a CSR, and um, she was very good in this position. Um, She would always make top sales in the whole First Hawaiian Bank. And I'm not bragging, but I'm just amazed, because let me just share with you this. I'm amazed that she does this, because she was never taught to type correctly. She's a two-finger typist, yeah? And she is, for real, dyslexic, okay? Which means she often mixes up letters and numbers. And at a bank, I think that works against you. Right? Dyslexia and typing, right? That's two important things. But with God, she had become one of the top CSR agents. Now, she started to train people at this point, and there was this one woman. This woman started to make Nikki's life a living hell. Okay? Treating her like doodoo, talking smack behind her back. Okay? Questioning everything she did and every move that she made. And Nikki did nothing to provoke her, I think, right, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I never got the other girl's side of the story. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm, I'm sure my wife is a God fearing woman. I, I'll, take, I'll take her side on this, or else I sleep on the couch tonight. But she did nothing at all to provoke her, okay? But this is how bad it was. Nikki would come home literally crying. Okay? Literally crying. Not just once, not just twice. This is a period of, I, I, I forget how long it was, but she would come home crying, and it, it came to the point where she wanted to quit. She wanted to quit first one. She was over it already. She couldn't deal with it. Um, they even had to go through mediation, and, and it, it was bad. Yeah? But as God worked in Nikki... He gave her the power to forgive this woman daily. Yeah. Her small group really played a big part in her endurance and perseverance through this situation, helping her process and helping her to choose to forgive. Um, because how many of us know sometimes us men cannot really give the best advice in this kind of situation? Ah, lick her, Han. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, forget her. You know what I mean? Turn her in. Right. Right, that's, that's men, right? That's why, that's why women need to be in a small group of women and men should be in a small group of men. So if you're not in one yet, please come see us outside. We'll get you in a small group. But yeah, the small group helped her process and helped her to choose to forgive. As hard as it was, she chose to forgive. And Nikki never treated her badly despite of it all. And well, soon after, even though they weren't best friends, their relationship was cordial and that woman ended up leaving the bank, so I, I think God sent God sent her away, you know, um, whatever it was, I, I it was God. And as most of you know, Nikki is still at First Hawaiian Bank, praise the Lord. But since then, she has been promoted. Yeah, so if Nikki chose to let that persecution destroy her, she would have left the bank and wouldn't have gotten promoted, right? We have the. Worship team, come up, please. If Nikki chose to let that persecution destroy her as she felt like it was, coming home crying, wanting to quit, she was done with it already. She didn't need to deal with that. But because she was with God, and God was with her just as God was with David, because David was with God. God shaped and molded her heart right in the midst of that situation, right in the midst of that persecution, right? And how many of us know God is the one who promotes? Right? Right when we we persevere and we ask God, help us get through this, He will take you to that place, that God-given place that you are to be tomorrow. Continue to persevere. He will continue to take you to that God-given purpose that you have on earth in five years, in ten years. However long it takes, it's God's timing that's perfect. It's God's way that's perfect. Sometimes people are placed in front of us uh, to to help us shape and mold ourselves. And that's also perfect. God's ways are perfect. It's important that we trust and have faith in that if David had lashed out and killed Saul, we don't know where or what would have happened, right? But because David continued to honor God, God was with him, and you know what? God made him a great king. David was actually one of the greatest kings in the history of Israel. When you are with God and God is with you, jealousy will come, and there will be haters. But choose to do the right thing. Choose to forgive. Clothe yourselves with love don't get revenge, don't lash out, but choose to put on kindness and patience, forgiveness. And the picture that God painted for you of promotion and success here on earth, but of eternal life and great rewards in heaven is the bigger picture that we shall focus on. That's the bigger picture. Promotion and success here on earth, but eternal life and great rewards in heaven.